Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IA Cast. This is episode 123. Wow, you could count it. One, two, three. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> My name is Michael Doeys, and this week I'm here with Jason Earls. Hello, everyone. Jeff Bishop. Hello. And the only girl in the house this week, Miss Sarah Lanier. Hi, everybody. It's good to have Sarah back on the show. So we have some, we're going to start with our news, which is kind of sad and kind of scary based on the articles. Uh, the the sad news is Google's latest announcement this week that they are killing off all, uh, they are killing off the Pixel Slate line and abandoning Chrome-based tablets indefinitely. That is some deep news. Like, I mean, because they were hyping this up for a long time. I mean, you know, the Pixel Slate was supposed to, you know, replace the Pixel Book, right? And so that's interesting. I wonder what this is going to mean for Chrome OS in the long run. Well, it sounds like to me they're going to come out with something new. You know, Google typically cancels things because it's not working for them, or they're going to replace it with something better. So I wonder what it'll be. I want to see Fuchsia. I'd be okay if that's why if they were coming out with some new Fuchsia tablet, but I don't know if it's ready not ready yet. But now, would the Fuchsia tablet be Fuchsia? Because it wouldn't be fun otherwise. <laughs> well, yes, it's... <laughs> <laughs> so, Sarah, you reminded us about a article or a you know, some information about Facebook coming out with something new. You want to tell us about that? Yes. Um, the article that I read, and I read two or three different articles about this, and I could not find a projected start date, which is kind of scary in and of itself. But Facebook announced that they are looking to get the virtual currency bandwagon, and they are going to work in partnership and start a virtual currency which would be tied to some type of banking, although they didn't go into great detail, to compete with Bitcoin. And what they said, and I am quote paraphrasing from the article, that we will keep financial data separate from social networking data to protect our clients' privacy. Which to me just did not sound good at all. Well, when, well, see, the when Facebook... Facebook is they have a go ahead, Jason. I was just going to say the problem with Facebook is they have a completely definition of separate than the rest of the world. Well, it's like I said before the show, when Facebook says they're going to do something that involves privacy, they usually do the opposite. I just don't know that I'm ready to take the leap into virtual currency. Um, I think Bitcoin is kind of interesting, but it's interesting in a oh, that would be kind of fun sort of way. I don't want to go to McDonald's and pay for my meal using virtual currency. I, I still like the whole idea that I'm paying for it with cash. Even if I charge it on my credit card, it's, yes, I know that's all virtual and, and all of that, but it's, it's real money that I'm having to give up out of my bank account in the end. Well, it's an interesting thing when you look at currency. What is currency? You know, our current currencies a promise and it's interesting to think about you know bitcoin and what that actually is and how do you generate it i used to mine uh, a lot of bitcoin and i made about $300 off of it and it's interesting how it works it really truly is so you know i've i've used 
cryptocurrencies, and I think they're a great idea. I think they just need to mature. You know, pretty soon Bitcoin, if it's not already, will be completely mined out because Bitcoin has a limit. And Bitcoin has been jumping up and down recently. And I, I personally think that uh, cryptocurrencies are the precursor to the science fiction credit. Eventually, one of, we will settle on one of these and it will be a universal form of currency. That's just my opinion. That's what I think. Because you're basically using energy to create money. You know, you're using computing power to make wealth. So it's interesting stuff. All right. So we didn't have a lot of news this time, but, you know, it's it's very interesting seeing what these companies are doing and, you know, how, you know, Google is known for, hey, we got this great new thing. One or two years later, ah, we dropped that. Yep. Google Plus, anybody? <sighs> That's true. And when you look at more like Microsoft and, and Apple, you know, Surface and iPad have been around for a long time and Google just does not, uh, tablets for them has been a chore. They have not gotten it right, I guess, in their opinions. You know, it just, I don't know. Well, See, you know, it's Michael, really... it's, it's kind of like, I, I think Google and Facebook are trying to get into areas that maybe they shouldn't be going into. I mean, for me... I think of Google as the data company, you know, they, they, they get all this data and they process it and they, they're good at that. They're good at mining data. They're good at search engine stuff. Facebook is good for social networking. Is it really a good idea for you to branch off into something that you're not as good at? That, I mean, you know, you're sinking a lot of resources into that, well, whereas if you Stick with what you know and you do it well. Well, it's like Apple and services. You know, they used to be a tech company and now they're trying to be a services company. And I feel like their tech has suffered because of that. And I kind of feel like they're going back to their roots this year with the, with the tech. But there's still places you could see it like Xcode and, you know, different things. And them taking so long to make a Mac, a Mac Pro. And I feel like Apple's finally realizing, look, our services are important, but our tech is important too. And uh, I feel like they're going back to their roots. Google, you know, they Android is one thing, but making devices is another. And they know they've struck gold on the Pixel phone line. And so, not not an actual phone line, but a line of phones. <laughs> um, and I think they know that they're doing well with that. But with the Chromebooks and, and, and Chrome tablets, I think they're still trying to find their place where they want to be. And so, like you said, when they try to do hardware, if they don't know where they want to go with it, it's going to suffer. Well, and it's in a way, it's also, it, it, in another way, it's kind of sad, too, because, you know, taking the Pixelbook, for instance, no, it's not a tablet device, but hardware-wise, it's amazing. So... I mean, and I've I've heard that the slates, the Pixel slates, do feel really nice in the hand. I haven't actually seen one, unfortunately. But uh, Michael, I think you've seen them, right? Yeah, they're very nice. They have good curves. The keyboard fits on really well. It's it's very iPad esque. But you know, with what they've made, what the changes they've made in iOS 13, iPad OS, I don't know. I think I would rather have uh, an iPad than 
a Chromebook. And I think they realize that. And so they say, well, we need to come out with something better if we're going to stay in that market. Mm -hmm. Because I can tell you from what I have seen, I feel like I'm, and I've said this in the past, I feel like I'm much more productive on my iPad than on my Pixelbook, which is really sad. I really wanted it to work out. I really did because it's nice. And I would feel even less productive on a Pixel Slate. So hopefully this does mean that Google is going to come up with something that's nice and new and amazing and we'll just have to wait and see, I suppose. Jeff, what is your perspective on these two topics? Well, I think that, you know, as far as Google is concerned, I think that uh, Android has always had you know a, a little bit of a problem with, with tablets, as you had said. I think that's uh, sort of been an issue for Android all up, I think. I don't know that it's necessarily a Google issue. Although it's fascinating, though. You have other tablets like the Amazon Fire tablets and stuff like that, and now those aren't necessarily Google devices. They're Amazon devices, but they're based on a Android framework, right? So I just find that, you know, kind of interesting um, that they've been able to figure it out and sell quite a bit of them, you know? And as far as the privacy issue, I think, uh, I don't know, I think that Facebook has gotten themselves in in a position where people are not necessarily going to trust them based on activities that have happened in the past. So, you know, whenever you start dealing with financials, that just gets a little, you know, scary for people. And I, for one, my trust, you know, my lack of trust factor would definitely go up. So that's kind of where I stand on those two. Well, I know I certainly don't trust Facebook with my finances. Absolutely (laughs) not. I remember whenever I tried to use Facebook's store or whatever they call it, where you can buy items. And I bought an Echo Dot third gen, and it was one of the worst buying experiences I ever had because I didn't know when the device was going to be delivered. I just, the presentation of that experience was just not good. And I was like, okay, who's sending this thing? Do I trust them? I think they were doing some deal during Christmas time. And we, we, it didn't even say when it was supposed to arrive. So it was very strange. And I don't know. So going well, you know, off, you bring up a, go ahead. You bring up a good point there because like the whole donate to this charity because it's so and so's birthday. And there's no, like, I'm skeptical of that whole thing because there's no way to know for sure that your donation is actually going to the charity that the person has designated or that if they haven't designated a charity that that donation is actually going where you say it should go. I just, I don't want Facebook to have anything to do with my credit card or debit card or bank account or or anything financial. Yeah, and and I feel like they've just ruined the trust that people would normally, you know, let me ask you this. This is actually a very good question. Would you open any new app and put in your credit card information, or would you put in your credit card information to Facebook? Which one were you more likely to do? App. Yeah, me too. I'm hesitant to give out my credit card information without doing some research first. People already do this on Facebook, though. They have their Facebook store, you know, where you can buy products. I mean, yeah. you know... You can do that. I just, I know you can. I just. No, I know, but weird. I mean, people are already doing it. 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, and I'm just wondering if that is going to be something that you know goes away because customers are you know consumers are going to feel less you know that they're not going to that their that their credit card is going to be kept in a safe place. Right? Well, I already do. Um, I I don't use my I won't use it on Facebook anymore. Yeah. Well, that's 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 exactly my point, right? I don't know. But have Look, you deleted I, I, I would that get information rid- from Facebook? Like, I mean, I know obviously you used it to buy that the Echo Dot, but have you gone into your account and removed it? No, but I'm tempted to. Look, if, if it wasn't for family and stuff like that, I would never have Facebook. I I personally hate the user interface, the fact that I can't get, you know, all of my timeline in, in a chronological order without having to jump through a hoop and stand on your head and, you know cross your fingers and cross your toes and all of that and and then it doesn't stick it just really really annoys me but it's the only way that you can really keep up with what's going on with certain people so it's true that's why unfortunately it it is what it is so exactly you know and one of the things that i don't like that it'll sometimes do is it'll it'll tell me i have a badge right oh that you have i'll go hmm? that you have notifications yeah it'll tell me i have it'll it'll give me a badge um, like that's, you know, voiceovers, one new item thing. Um, and then I'll open the app and there will be nothing that I can see other than new stories in my newsfeed. Like I don't there's, have any new notifications. There's so many places to get notifications in Facebook now. Like every tab at the bottom of the screen pretty much can have notifications now. And I don't like that. So, but they but, keep the app updated for your benefit. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but in all seriousness, like if it wasn't for Facebook, you know, they 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 did build us the foundation for social networking, you know, as it stands. But I just think that they need to reevaluate their priorities. And I don't want this podcast to turn into a, a Facebook gripe session, but it's good for people to know, you know, how, you know, what's going on and be careful. You know, that's all I can say. Especially when it comes to your money. Be be careful when it comes to your money because that can be a bad situation for you to recover from. Indeed. So let's move on and talk about something a little bit more positive and that's also social. And that is the iAccessibility community. You know, we have a huge community of folks to support each other in technology. We We really help each other learn and grow and use technology to better our own situations and to help with our work. So we have a WhatsApp group. We have a Slack community. We have several ways. We have a TeamTalk server, and we have several ways for you to communicate with folks in the community. And so we really suggest if you listen to the IACast, join up with us and, you know, let us know what your thoughts are and help other people and we can help you become better with your technology so that you can make success accessible through iAccessibility. So um, go to our website and find our link for WhatsApp. If you want to get on the Slack community, you can go to iAccessibility.net slash Slack. So check those things out. It's really an awesome place to be to learn and to get better with your tech. Okay, on to our main topic for the week And this will be the last week we record an actual show. We're going to be doing interviews and different uh, recordings at the conventions, the blindness conventions of the year. I think mainly NFB, unless Jeff has anything up his sleeve that he wants to do at ACB. But I feel like you're going to be pretty busy, right, Jeff? Yeah, I've I've got a lot going on there, but... (laughs) 
Um, yeah, we'll probably be talking about eye accessibility there a bit too. So cool. So um, our topic this week is to talk about how you get ready and pack your technology for a convention, whether it be one of the blindness organization conventions or CES or any big tech conference, because that's actually very important. So I want to go around and, and talk to everybody about how you would pack. So Sarah, when you go on a trip or you go to a convention or a conference, how do you pack any technology you bring or do you bring technology at all? It depends for me on the goal of the conference. So I've been doing some traveling through my PhD program and I go to the um, MAS conference each year and that's the Mississippi Academy of Sciences conference. We do presentations on current research and all that. It's not blindness related, um, but it's still a, a conference. And for that, I do pack more technology than I would normally take. So because I can ride in the car to get there, I'm not limited by space. I'm not limited by any kind of conventional security checks or anything like that. So I usually take a braille display. I'll take my computer. And of course, I have my phone and all the chargers associated with that and all the cable associated with that and at least one pair of headphones, if not two. Um, this year, I'll also have to pack a projector because I am the chairperson for the science division. So you have to be prepared just in case a projector is not provided so that you can um, project everyone's presentations. So um, you also have a laser pointer associated with that, which is something you have to remember to pack and batteries. So I take quite a bit of technology when I go to a conference like that. However, if I'm going to a convention like NFB or ACB, which I've done in the past, but I'm not doing this year due to finances, um, I generally pack as light as possible when it comes to technology. Um, I would probably take my laptop and my phone and a pair of headphones and associated chargers and cables. But when I pack, I arrange it in such a way that I can always take my laptop out because you do have to do that at the NSA. I mean, not NSA. Oh my goodness. At the TSA checkpoint um, so that you can show the, show the laptop and let it go through security as appropriate. And I think that's important to keep in mind when you're packing. Um, obviously, I'm not going to check any technology. I'm going to take it in my carry-on. And I want to pack it in such a way that I can take out what I need to take out at the checkpoints and um, arrange my carry-on in such a way that, that everything's covered there. Um, so I think that's important to keep in mind when you're packing, not just what you're taking, but how you're packing it. You need to get TSA pre-check. Yeah, well, I don't fly enough that it's worth it. I fly maybe once or once every two or three years generally. So it's right now I don't have the extra income for that expense. Mm. There's a new thing called clear. Does anyone know about that? It, it's another level of, of TSA pre-check. No, I've never heard of it. Yeah. It's like, it's like God status. I don't know. <laughs> I, I got to look, look into it. Yeah. Um, I heard about, I heard so about it on Friday. 
So it's 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 pre-check super user edition is what you're saying. Yeah, it's pre-check superhero, you know, Superman style. It's a, it's or a something. power pre-check. Know. It's a power pre-check. Yes, I don't know. Wow. So so you don't really take that much technology with you, really, huh? No, I really don't. Um, I prefer to go for the experience of the trip. Yeah, but that's and... part of the experience, though. <laughs> for me, being I'm more of a people person. I, oh, I am okay. much more of an extroverted people person and socializer. And I can do the technology anytime. I can't hang out with the people anytime. So that's kind of how I approach it. Well, I I hate to say I'm sort of an opposite. It, it, I, I enjoy the people, <laughs> but frankly, I use technology so much at these conventions that for me, it, it's worse than going on vacation. <laughs> Um, you know, to go see family or whatever. Uh, so I tend to bring the kitchen sink and uh, the countertop and the refrigerator and everything along with it, uh, basically. So I, uh, I've been known to bring two backpacks of technology and then wow. check, my, um, check my clothes. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Well, <clears throat> I bring lots of cables and lots of batteries and, you know, at least, at least two computers with me. I don't know that I'm going to need to bring two computers this time, but I will, uh, I'll have a computer with me. I'll have my laptop. I'll have my iPad and my phone. And of course, uh, you know, Ira and all of the associated things that go along with that. Um, and then lots of batteries. I think, uh, you can never have enough, you know, juice around, around a convention. You're, you know, especially if you're doing a lot of stuff, where you're needing to, you know, communicate with people or you want to record sessions or whatever the case may be, uh, you know, you're going to need that power to, to get you through. So these, our, our devices really get stressed out, you know, when, uh, when we're at these conventions. So it's best to have as much power as you can, can bring with you. So I will be bringing two 20,000 milliamp hour batteries with me. That should get me through a day. I would, I would think. So, I, I keep telling Jeff, I think I think you would not need two backpacks if you have that backpack that You've I have. Got, I know. you got the Batman backpack, man. You, you're <laughs> like a, a crazy man with that thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll go into that later, well, but what's that, can, sir? Can your backpack, can your backpack um, fit in the, the overhead bin in the airplane, or do you have to curb check it? No, my backpack can fit under the seat. Okay. It's amazing. You've got to see this thing. It's like... It's like uh, <laughs> It's like a it's like a rocket ship backpack, man. That thing is awesome. <laughs> and it even holds my cane, but I'll get to that. So, Jason, what do you bring when you travel and how do you pack it? So, I actually what I do is I I'll tend to like hire some people to follow me around with like car batteries and things so I can bring all my speakers with me and my keyboard with me and <laughs> no. Um <laughs> So, what I what I do is I um in all seriousness, I will um I will bring my Mac with me unless I'm like seeing my family or whatever, but like for conventions and stuff, I plan on bringing my Mac with me. Um I'm still trying to decide. I'm probably going to bring my iPad with me. I don't know if I'm going to use it for much while I'm there. Um but I'm going to I I will potentially bring it nonetheless. And what I'll probably do is I'll probably just bring one charger, that being my iPad charger because I'm I really don't see myself using my iPad. Only one? Um, yes, and I'll get to that in just a minute. 
because I don't I don't see myself using my iPad much at convention if I use it at all. And so it's going to last a while and I'm already going to have you know battery packs and stuff to charge my phone and I'll be able to charge my phone at the hotel, you know, when we're when when we're like there overnight and everything. Um and so I figure if I'm not going to use my iPad much, I should be able to bring one charger for both devices. Not to mention that the charger will charge my iPhone up quicker than my, well, iPhone charger will anyway. And I don't have any um, fast chargers for my devices yet. I haven't purchased any of those. I will bring my Mac with me, um, and of course its charger. I'm going to actually try an experiment. Um, I'm going to just bring, because I have this anchor adapter that uh, I think Aaliyah had picked, or Michael, you picked, somebody picked the anchor adapter for the Ambios. So my experiment is going to be, I will bring those, and I will bring my PowerBeats Pro with me. And those are the only headphones I plan on bringing with me. What? Okay, so um, so yeah. when you, so so at night, when you're, you know, you get back to the hotel room, and you're uh, ready to call it a night or whatever, and you need to charge all these things, what do you do for that? Because you don't have that many plugs at the hotel. Now, I, I have a... I have one of these things where I can plug in five USB devices into this 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 power brick. Basically, it's like mm-hmm. a monster, <laughs> um, and uh, and so I you know I'll plug in my watch, my phone, my wife's watch, her phone, and and then one other device. Generally, you know it, it will that will vary depending upon what else I you know we need to charge. And then I have another one that I use for batteries. So we'll we'll just line up all of the, you know, the actual battery packs on the on a table, and we'll plug it into another one of those five, you know, port things. Oh, that's awesome! And charge them. And uh, boy, does it get hot though! Holy smokes! <laughs> so, what my thinking is is that you know my Mac has two USB ports, so as long as I have an outlet for my Mac, that covers my iPhone and my Apple Watch. I've done that before at my mom's house. I've charged both my phone and my watch on my Mac and it was fine. As far as my iPad though, I would not charge that on my Mac because it would take forever. But, you know, I don't really expect to be using it very often. I may change my strategy if I can depending on, you know, the situation, but this is going to be my first NFB convention, so I don't have all of the batteries and everything and I don't have enough time to well, actually more accurately, I don't have the resources right now to get all of these batteries and things that I would actually want to have this year. So I'm basically just working with what I've got right now. So, yeah, there was there was something else I was going to say, and I cannot for the life of me remember what it was. So, what do you plan on packing all this in? Uh, yeah, that's what it was. So uh-huh. I'm going to bring a bag of some kind. Um, I don't know what yet, but I also have an iHome laptop bag that I know I will be able to fit my Mac, my iPad a charger, cables, and my Max charger in. And it's also got an iPhone pocket, but I'm probably not going to use that for my phone because it's big enough that I can't really close it very much. <laughs> it was designed for more like the iPhone 5 or the iPhone 6, I think. Um, and then, obviously, I'm going to have like a, a suitcase or whatever with me. I don't like to have multiple bags if I can help it, like a lot of bags, because I... I don't fly very often, and when I do fly, I'm nervous, and I just feel better knowing that I can, you know, having having the ability to fit everything that I need if I can in as little bags as possible, which is, you know, little for me to, uh, less of for me to keep track of. You know, even if the laptop bag is in the backpack, 
it would still be, as far as I'm concerned, it would be one thing I have to keep track of, the backpack and the suitcase. Okay. Um, Jeff, do you want to add anything on your your stuff that you talked about earlier? No, I think we should talk about your uh, your bat in your Batman status here. Okay, so I guess it's <laughs> your on to backpack. I guess it's on to me. So, <laughs> tell us me, about your WordPress plugin. <laughs> this is what I oh I got it jetpack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> last year I found this amazing backpack from Swiss Gear. It's called the Swiss Gear Ibex. I believe it's spelled I B E X. And it is a backpack that holds a 17-inch laptop comfortably. It actually held my huge one that I called the Beast. It was a gaming laptop, 17 inches, and plus more for the fans that came out the back. It was huge. But the nice thing is, this thing comfortably holds my Surface Book 15-inch and MacBook Pro snugly in the pouch for the bigger laptop. So I love it. So I fit two laptops comfortably in that spot. Now, everybody knows that, you know, I have a lot of tech. I have headphones. I have battery packs. I have all these things. But as far as headphones go, I'm traveling with two, just like Jason. But I'm traveling with the Surface headphones, which I won in a contest at CSUN. And I'm traveling with the Ambio smart headset. I may bring a set of... uh I have some Google Pixel Buds, uh, the non-Bluetooth. I think the Bluetooth are coming along with me as well, but the USB-C headset is coming along as well because they sound good and just, you know, if I need something quick. You're not going to bring your AirPods? Well, Michael, yeah. you're the, up to four pair already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like... Yeah. Well, my AirPods are always... I don't even think about my AirPods because they're just a given. Um, okay, that makes it five. <laughs> so I'm bringing my AirPods. I'm bringing my... Studio, my uh, Surface headphones, and the Ambios. And I think that actually would probably do just fine. Um, So that's three. Um, But the nice thing is I also own a pair of the Beats Studio 3s, and they will not be coming with me because unlike the Surface headphones, they are in a big round case. And so it does not sit well in a bag. I'm going to try and fit my pick of the week uh, in my backpack, which is a new digital camera, but it may have to go in the suitcase. We're going to see. But See, and that's part of the reason I'm not going to bring my bows with me is because last time I brought them with me, they almost got crushed. Mm. And the Ambios, I feel like I can keep track of better because mm-hmm. they're smaller. So, As far as batteries go, though, I'm bringing one, count them, one battery pack. And that's the Anchor PowerCore 26800 battery with a USB-C port on it. So I could charge two USB-A devices and one USB-C device. It's an amazing battery. Uh, basically, it will charge a iPhone five or six times. Now, as for cables... Because of how my laptop situation is, I'm bringing my Surface Book and my MacBook Pro, one Windows machine, one Mac. Because of how my cable situation goes, I've converted most of my stuff to USB-C. 
So even my lightning cables are USB-C to lightning, so I could hook those up to any charger I carry with me, even my MacBook Pro charger. It will regulate the power and not overload the phone. And yes, I have tested this. My iPad Pro is currently charging off of my MacBook Pro's power adapter, which I love. I love that USB-C allows for interchangeable adapters. It's incredible. So I've, ba- I've mainly moved to using USB-C for my charging stuff. Now, my Apple Watch is still a... Uh, I think they make a USB-C to Apple Watch charger as well. Yes, they do. Which I will eventually purchase. But I'm using USB-A on that currently, but that will eventually be upgraded as well. But my iPhone you know, uses Lightning, but I could use USB-C with that. So any of my USB-C adapters will work. And my Pixel uh, 3 uses USB-C, so that's already covered. So that's how I'm saving room on different cable types. I just have to bring a few of those, and I'm good. As for, um, you know, I I bring those cables. I'm bringing an Echo Dot 3rd Gen for uh, at night for sound. Um, But basically, that's my setup. I, I bring mostly uh, USB-C, and that battery just, it, it charges everything. It It's amazing. So. Yeah, one of these days I want to get one of those batteries. And actually, I did forget about something else I'm bringing with me, and that's my um, Belkin Rockstar that I'm going to be bringing with me because that way if I need to charge my phone, which I will most likely be you know doing recordings and interviews and things on, I will be able to do that while it's charging as the Ambios, of course, connect via Lightning. So that is also something I'm going to be bringing with me. Now, do you guys have any advice that you guys want to give to people that are packing tech? What are some do's and don'ts? Don't forget to pack your clothes. Don't concentrate so much on packing your tech that you don't bring appropriate clothing. Oh, come on now. <laughs> we don't need Just those. Saying. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Mr. Battery Man. <laughs> I would say don't throw everything that you have tech-wise all together in a bag unless the bag has, like, compartments for things. Because if you've got pieces of tech flying around against other pieces of tech, you know, you can get things scratched. And zippers open, by the way, so you need to be really careful. So you don't want to lose things. And if your device has case, like if you're taking a Braille display or a note taker, don't take it out of the case and pack it without packing the case oh yeah because you're gonna want as much protection uh, especially if you're flying you're gonna want as much protection around that device as you can get as far as um, a braille display or even a laptop so if you're if you're packing in a bag that has a specific compartment designed to hold a laptop that's where you want to put your laptop you don't want to put it just randomly in your bag yeah and that's you know, where I was getting at. And another thing I'm going to be experimenting with too, and I would advise people do this if you can, is um, tiles. I'm going to be putting some tiles in my uh, luggage so that I can track um, where things are in case I Did you get the new ones? No, I don't have the new ones, but I do have some of the previous generation ones that have never been used. So I just need to set those up. I need to find them. I'm about to order some new ones. Better hurry. You don't have much time, Michael. I'll get them on Amazon and have them here Tuesday. <laughs> any any other advice you guys want to give? Well, I wanted to ask you, Michael, when you when you're bringing your uh, your dot, 
how are you connecting that? Are you connecting that via your hotspot, or are you going? How how do you normally handle that at hotels? Because a lot of times you have to, you know, do an accept agreement and all that for, you know, the hotel Wi-Fi and all that. Believe it or not, the dot actually uh, works with those. It actually brings you to a screen where you have to accept, and then it's good to go. But this time, because we don't want to pay the resort fare, I think we're going to be using hotspots to make that work. Okay, cool. So some last-minute things that I want to point out. Uh, what you guys said were awesome things. But when you're actually at a convention or you're out traveling and you're walking with your tech, bring a backpack. A laptop bag and messenger bag is great, but it, it, it will do bad things to your body. Bring a backpack. You will thank yourself for it immensely. I noticed that, you know, my, I used a laptop bag and my neck just got really bad. And a backpack with good shoulder straps like the one that I have even has back support on it. And so the more, the better backpack you get, the better. And it's just, it's going to help you because when you're at these conventions and you're taking your tech from place to place, you're writing notes and all these things, keeping it in a backpack makes it easy for you to access your tech. It makes it more safe and it makes it to where your body will, you know, not be hurt by things being over your shoulder, around your neck or things like that. So backpacks are great. You know, make sure you bring the appropriate equipment for recording. If you're recording podcasts, and bring computers that you can open up and just get started quickly. You know, your older laptops, like, uh, you know, not to point fingers, but, you know, Jason, your your older PC. My Inspiron. That thing is big. I'm not bringing it because it's, <laughs> because it's old. I'm not bringing it because it's big. Right. You know, you don't want to bring those kind of things, but bring things that will be easy to use. And so, like, if you're in a session, you want to take notes or get something down... Bring something small, your iPad, a MacBook, or a Surface. All of those are acceptable, but your big, huge Lenovo's, I mean, Lenovo's can be small, but the bigger 17-inch machines, eh, you might want to leave it at home unless you want to use them for, you know, if you're low vision or a sighted individual that would like to play games, by all means. I brought mine. But it's all in the use case. What, you know... I bring everything I have because I call my backpack my mobile office, but that works well for me, but may not work well for everybody else. So keep these things in mind when you pack. Um, be efficient, be creative, but be safe and have fun. Enjoy your travels and uh, you know, make sure that you get the most out of what you're doing. And Sarah's dog agrees. Um, well, actually, she was saying, don't forget to pack the dog food. That's important. Well, yeah, there you go. If you have a dog, obviously, you want to make sure that you uh, pack dog food. That you, and pack, that like you a... pack dog food and, and all of the essentials there for your dog. So, I oh, mean, yeah. if you're one of those people that has your dog wear the, the dog Fitbit, whatever it's called, it's a... you know, don't forget to pack that, too. Wow. I didn't even know that was yes, a Yes, there is such a device. Wow. I, I should, probably should be saying bow wow, but, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, Michael, you were talking about bringing a backpack, and one of the things that I was thinking of is, um, you know, aside from the safety advantages and the, the, the health advantages, not having stuff hanging over your shoulder, I find that if I do travel with just my laptop bag 
over my shoulder, which I you, you can do in some situations, but it just it tends to get in the way sometimes. And we, you know, with a backpack, you know, you've got something strapped to your back, so your arms are free to move around as they need to, depending on what ta- sort of tasks that you're doing as you uh, as you're out and about. So there's there's another advantage to backpacks. Plus, you know, you know Jason, th- I'm glad you mentioned that because I was I was going to say that too because. If your hands are free, then you you can use your cane more efficiently, and you can you know work your dog as you need to. Plus, you have a hand free to say hello and and shake hands with people as you meet them, and not have to go. Okay, how am I going to hold my my cane and my my laptop bag and shake hands appropriately? You go to swing in to shake that hand, and pow! You hit them with your bag. <laughs> yeah, your bag like yeah. punches them in the stomach or something. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be a lasting impression. <laughs> Probably a good way to Not get through the a line, impression though. impression you want. <laughs> All right. We need to go ahead and wrap this up. Do you guys have any final comments before we wrap up today? I just want to say, you know, pack smart, pack safely, and just be sure that you just don't have a lot of loose items floating around because that can damage things, and you should be good. It should, you know, it sounds like a small thing, but it's it's really going to be something that's going to make your trip a lot more enjoyable um, if you do these things because who wants to take a trip to the Microsoft store or the Apple store while you're supposed to be out having fun or out, you know, doing what you need to do for work or things like that. Hey, so, now, wait a minute. Going to the Apple stores and, and uh, Microsoft stores are fun. Yeah, but... Yeah, Jeff, but if you've spent all your money on convention, you don't necessarily have the extra cash to uh, enjoy yeah, that but trip. Some, yeah, but sometimes that's necessary. That's yeah, true. Who I'll, wants to I'll, go I'll, for I'll, a... All boring, I can say like, is bring lots of lightning cables. That's all I'll tell Well, yeah, people. but who wants to go for, like, a boring product <laughs> repair is what I'm saying. Like, Hey, listen, how many to, people to, went out to the Bose store at CSUN? I wasn't was at CSUN, crazy. so I don't know. But. There were, I mean, everyone was going to get those Bose glasses. It was crazy. But, everyone okay, kept buying really something is one thing. Buying yeah. something is one thing, but who wants to, like, have to go to a store because, say, oh, you know, my... Uh, my screen got damaged by something. I don't want to deal with that on a trip. Well, that's true. That's true. Hey, the other thing is to make sure you research grocery stores and things of that nature. If you want to try to be, you know, pretty thrifty in this process, right. uh, really figure out what's around you so that, you know, for example, we're going to go out and get groceries on the 4th while we're, you know, when we get there. So we have, you know, plenty of drinks and other things. So we don't necessarily have to eat out all the time. So that's something you also want to, really be aware of before you leave so you're not having to do all that investigation when you get there the cool thing is that there's a grocery store that the shuttle hotel shuttle will take us to for free that's about two minutes from the hotel so we're excited about that nice all right we need to go ahead and wrap up today so with all this being said i hope you guys enjoyed this show and so Mr. Jeff Bishop, what is your pick for the weekend? Where can people find you online? Thank you, Michael. Yes, uh, I have two picks, although they're very much related. Boss Jock Studio Jr. Now, Boss Jock used to be an app in the App Store. It actually got pulled for some interesting reason. I'm not exactly sure why. Um, It's no longer available in the store. And that was an app that actually you had to pay for. So Boss Jock Studio Jr. is now out, and June is Audio Mo Month, and lots of people are using this to uh, you know, generate their audio to post on Twitter and other 
social media platforms. And this is a, an application that allows you to uh, record your voice along with carts. Think of it like uh, basically a complete broadcast studio type situation. You can even broadcast music with it. it the carts fade in and out and all of that. It, it's, it's very, very, very cool. And it's not uh, too expensive. Uh, they just had an update to this and you can now even record video. So you can post directly to, you know, things like YouTube with that content, which is kind of cool. The other app, of course, is uh, Backpack Studio. And I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, having the ability to broadcast to Shoutcast and Icecast servers and the like. Uh, another really, really cool app. And it might be one that you might want to get in your toolbox uh, for a convention even. So those are my picks. We'll have links in the show notes. Ways of getting a hold of me. You can get a hold of me on Twitter by following at Jeff Bishop, J-E-F-F-B-I-S-H-O-P. You can email me at jeff.bishop at iaccessibility.net. All right. So, Jason, what uh, is your pick for this week and where can people find you online? I finally get to pick it. 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 Um, Just so, pick it already. My, my, my pick <laughs> is the Power Beats Pros. Um, I just received them a few days ago, um, and they are really, really nice. I love these things. Um, they are, for those of you who don't know, they are, they are the uh, Beats answer to the AirPods, um, if you will. They... Uh, have ear hooks so that the earbuds can go behind your ears and help keep them secure in your ears. Um, they have silicone ear tips. They have four different sizes uh, included in the packaging. And uh, so you should hopefully be able to find a size that fits your ears. Um, they sound really nice. Um, they they uh, they get great battery life. They're rated for nine hours per bud. And uh, the case will charge them, I think, up to, I want to say it's like two additional charges. And they have all the features of the AirPods and then some due to the fact that they have physical buttons. So they have um, the Beats logo for managing your audio and your calls. And they have physical volume buttons. And it's these controls are featured on each earbud. So you can use one or the, the other or both just depending on your preference and your need. In my case, I wanted them because they do isolate some noise. They don't isolate all, you know every single sound. Um... And uh, I plan on using them with uh, Ira at least at convention so I don't have to have my phone as loud in order to hear what the agents might be telling me as the hotel is a site access uh, point for Ira. And uh, the, they're just, they're nice. They have Hey Siri support. One review described them as AirPods on steroids and I would pretty much agree with it. They're great. Uh, you can get them for $249 um, in the U.S., uh, right now they're available in black, but other colors like uh, ivory, moss, navy, and I think there's another color. Um, maybe it is black, but the other colors will be available later um, in the year. So Powerbeats Pro, great stuff. Um, as far as where people can find me, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net. You can follow me on Twitter at JDE91. That is Juliet Delta Echo 91. You can also search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. And if you do add me to social media, please let me know that you have found me from the IA cast. All right. And Sarah, what about you? Um, I am picking an app called Pocket Points. And... 
This app is especially for college students, being that I am a college student. Um, it's one that I use quite frequently because it gives me free food and free food is always good. Um, so what Pocket Points does is it encourages you to stay off of your phone during class and um, you earn points while you're in class for as your phone is locked. And once you unlock your phone, you stop earning points until you lock your phone again, um, as long as you're on campus. Once you leave class, of course, that is stopped. Um, for sighted people, they have a driving mode. Um, and I have found that I can actually earn points during driving mode as well, because when Pocket Points realizes that you are in a car, it will earn points for you as long as your phone is locked. So it's kind of cool. You can redeem them for things. There's um, Papa John's. Insomnia cookies, uh, Zaxby's here locally. Each college town has participating merchants. So if you visit different college towns, then you have different lists of merchants that you can do. There's also some online discounts that you can take advantage of as well. So that's my pick. That sounds um, like a really cool can, app. It's really cool. And I have not taken advantage of it because uh, I'm in grad school and our teachers don't give extra credit on a general basis, but they launched a new feature last semester where you can actually, if you are a teacher, you can offer your students extra credit for X number of points. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, so it, it does have some accessibility glitches. You have to be prepared to... Uh, not necessarily have every button labeled, but it's not too bad as far as accessibility goes. Now, if so, you use your um, Apple Watch, does it does it realize you're using your Apple Watch to, like, say, look at your notifications and then be like, oh, well, you're not going to earn points because you're using your Apple Watch? Or is it just looking at your phone screen being locked? Or do you know? As far as I know, it just looks at your um, phone screen. I did not test that theory. So I did not use my watch during class because I did not want to distract other students. Yeah, um, that's fair. And usually usually our classes, our grad school classes are structured in such a way that if you are not actively participating in the discussion, either you will be asked to leave or you will lose points. So um, that's really not what I'm thinking about while I'm in class. Yeah, true. I was just uh -huh. like, you know, if it happens to wake up or for whatever reason, yeah, yeah, yeah. voiceover reason, notification or whatever. I am not by any means I... condoning, you know, using an <laughs> Apple Watch in class, just saying. Um, I don't think, I don't think that, that the, the watch waking will interrupt that because I do think there were a couple of times that my watch, you know, like announced the time randomly or something. And I don't remember losing all the points for that class period. So... If you want to send me an email to tell me how great you think Pocket Points is or for any other reason, you can contact me at sarah at iaccessibility.net. That's S-A-R-A-H. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter by following BioInstructor. Um, that is a protected account, so please send me a message and just let me know that you're following me because you heard about it on iAccessibility. Okay. So my pick this week is something I don't even have yet, but I'm so, so excited to get it. I have wanted a good digital camera for years. 
And so I found a good deal on the Canon Rebel T7i online, and so I picked it up, and it gets here Tuesday. So I am very excited to play with this camera. It is a full DSLR camera with removable lenses, and I've got two lenses coming with the kit, so I'm very excited to play with this thing. We'll put a link to it in the notes, but it will let you take better night shots. It has a screen, uses an SD card, and it has Wi-Fi, which is really cool. So I'm really excited to get to check that out. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can. You can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Mike Doeys. It's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. I'm Mike Doeys on Twitter. If you want to find me on Facebook, you can at MichaelDoeys.com. And I'm all over the web at, um, you know, you could find me, you know, all over the web at my website, MichaelDoeys.com. If you find me on Facebook, uh, Remember Michael Doeys and let me know that you found me from the IA cast. You could also find me in our Slack community and, you know, WhatsApp and at beyondthegallery.app posting new shortcuts, which will be up soon. So, all right. Well, that will do it for this episode of the IA cast. Stick around to hear our contact info. And like I said before, we will be uh, gone to convention and uh, traveling for the next couple of weeks. So we will be hopefully back with you guys on the 14th. And we're really excited um, to have all kinds of interviews and different content uh, for you as well. So stay tuned for all that. The website will not be empty. There will be new stuff coming up and it will be great. So we hope to see you guys stick around. And I want to thank everybody on the stream. It was a Pretty pretty good crowd today. We had nine people stick around, peaked at 11, so it was awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we want to thank all of our listeners out there who listen to us every week. So that will do it for this episode. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Bye, Bye guys. Bye, everybody. This show has been brought to you by the IACast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iaccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iaccessibility1. Facebook, search for iAccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android and keep up with all of our content at iAccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website and get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2019, iAccessibility, LLC.